It's time to get scrumptious with two sexy English muffins. It sounds delicious and it's adorable. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. English muffins, much like crumpets, should never be purchased at full price. If you're if you're buying English muffins at full price, you're a hack. Yeah, and, and that's the hill I will die on. Always I've, discounted. I have been loving myself a little bit of English muffin on uh, on butter. I've been loving some crumpets. You know what's annoying about the crumpets? Oh, we've probably talked about it. The square ones never on sale as much as the round ones. But my partner always prefers the square ones. Interesting. I don't. It really annoys me. Do you break them like a Scotch finger? The squares? No, I just eat the the. Okay, I nibble all Animal. the crust around the outside, and then I take four ch- four bites on each corner, so it looks like a cross, <laughs> and then I nibble on either side of it inwards. Look, I have a many food rituals. It's the same way that I nibble like, a, mal- a Maltese. I nibble all the chocolate off a Maltese no, until no, until I have Matt. a nude until I have a nude little malt ball, and then I <laughs> pop it in my mouth and watch it dissolve on my tongue. What is going on there? Food is ritualistic. You've got to enjoy it. Save for every single You'd nibble. Have taste chocolate and all bite. over your fingers. No. So if I'm sitting in a movie theater with you and I look to to my left, you're eating Maltese. I'll just see you just gnawing at it like. Like a little rat. Yes, exactly like a little rat on a piece of cheese. Yes, absolutely. All right, well, if you've got any food rituals that could match the bizarreness of Matt O'Kine, please get in touch with the program. Our big show for you today. Okay, but then what? Is that really all you got? Okay, yes, Illy will be joining us. He's just released a new song with G Flip. Uh, and, yeah, very excited to have a, a chat with him. In fact, we had a quite a longie, and so you're going to be hearing uh, the very best, which is coming up very soon. Yeah, it's going to be uh, exciting. Absolutely love Ellie's work and great dude. Have plenty of awesome chats with him over the years. Uh, also, we're going to be looking at a brand new, fresh as fudge outrage that's been sweeping the state of South Australia. We're going to be uh, listening into one of the press conferences that's been coming outside uh, Adelaide Oval very recently. It, uh, it got some people fired up. Yeah, I tell you what, you... You think about problems in the world, and South Australia has has got currently the world's worst problem, and that is uh, going to be with you very, very soon. It's All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Yes, Matt, as Melburnians wake up again, waiting for another 11am press conference, or 12.30 as it was yesterday, given the more record numbers of Victorians... Um, testing positive for COVID-19. Uh, nine out of 10 saying that as soon as they f- felt symptoms of cold, flu, fever, those kind of things, they waited a little bit of a while before going about their business before getting a test. And about 53% of Victorians who did uh, have a test and then get their results back just kept going about their daily business until the results came in instead of isolating alone by themselves, waiting for the all clear to go out. So... Uh, Premier Daniel Andrews, Brett Sutton saying that that is a bit of a cause for these record numbers. Um, but the vibe around this, you know, both Melbourne and the Mitchell Shire and the States is a little bit dour. Yourself in New South Wales as well. Oh. Feeling a little bit scared, you know, more cases every day. They're still at this stage all from known sources. But uh, you got to say, what's the vibe there like, Matt? Well, it's worrying, you know. Uh, every day we're checking the numbers, uh, the list of of uh, venues that are attached to positive COVID cases keeps increasing. But look, 
none of these problems that we're experiencing. I mean, even if you look to the states, the United States with Florida recording 10,000 plus cases a day, President Trump finally changing his tune in the first conference he's done about it in months, you know, suggesting that masks is important. Patriotic now, yep. Nothing. It all pales in comparison to the problems that South Australians are currently facing. When it and comes there has been to outrage. They've hit football. the streets. Uh, you know, they've hit the streets, are, are walking to the Adelaide Oval to watch their crows. One of the few few people in the world who are going to see live sport in this current climate. But And you'd think, well, you know, we're out of the woods here. Um, we're at the footy. We're having a good time. We're watching our team. Halftime comes around. I mean, sure, Adelaide's not going going great this year. They're stinking it up. But halftime comes around, you go and try and indulge yourself in some hot chippies and you're like, hang on a second, what's going on here? Because as you, you're a connoisseur of the steaming hot fried chip, Matt. Um, With a bit of extra salt, please. (laughs) Please. You go the chicken? Oh, love the chicken salt. (laughs) I'll have a few chips with my salt, thanks. (laughs) <laughs> but um, <laughs> but seriously, I they have all Adelaideans have all reason to be pissed off because I saw some of the pictures that were coming out of Adelaide Oval over the weekend, and it was an absolute gosh damn disgrace to think we could That's... even have images so vile on yeah. our mainstream media. I I couldn't believe it. My jaw was on the floor, and I would have shoved away any chips going near it. Okay, you've got to, in order to truly understand how difficult this is, you've got to imagine yourself a South Australian. You go and you're taking a hot chip out of the Bay Marie, and the packet of the chips, instead of being open at the top with chips overflowing like Mount Vesuvius erupting, you've got a closed lid to make sure that none of the chips out the top have been infected by other people walking past without masks, masks on. And you're sitting there picking up your chips. I mean, it's the same size packet. However, you don't get the extra chips in the bouquet that a hot chip should usually come in. So you're being ripped off while you're watching your team. And so Adelaide, Adelaideans were outraged. They, they hit the streets. They hit talkback radio. They complained so much that the stadium manager has had to come out and make a statement uh, in regards to the lack of chips overflowing in the hot chip bucket. Let's have a listen. Yeah, look, nothing's changed in terms of the packaging uh, with our chips. Uh, what has changed is that um, under uh, the, the COVID scenario, we, we serve all of our food as pre-packaged. So previously, chips were overflowing at the top of the packages, whereas now we've had to close the lids. That has made us aware that um, as a result, there's less chips being served. So we're, as from this weekend, we'll be changing the size of our packaging to make sure we can still get the same number of chips. Um, that would have been an overflowing packet, but in a, in a sealed container. When will this virus give us a break? (laughs) I mean, I can handle lockdowns, Alex Dyson. I could handle it. Putting this economy into crippling debt, the (laughs) the likes of which we're not to pay off for 20 years. But once it starts stealing our chips, it has crossed the line. And I dare say, Alex Dyson, this is yet another dark day in chip history. Tell you what, Darren Chandler from Adelaide Oval having to give that very stern response, but unfortunately, it just adds to the growing numbers of dark days in chip history. Um, Matt O'Kine, what else have we had? 
June 10, 2010, the Sydney Morning Herald announces that a new brand of chips will be coming out by Icelandic designer Hafstein Juljusen. Uh, they're called Slim Chips. Very good for you. They are literally made from paper. <laughs> they come in all God. sorts of flavours. Mint, cheddar, wasabi, sweet potato or blueberry. They had to cost $20 a packet and they are literally a bag of nothing. <laughs> Bit of wood chip. <laughs> Goodness me, that is a dark day. 1853, local cook in Saratoga Springs tries to appease a customer who keeps sending their French fries back saying they're too soggy. Eventually, he fries a chip so thin that the customer can't complain and it becomes the standard potato crisp. The name of that local cook? George Crumb. <laughs> That seems like quite a light day in history. That's, I mean, well, who would have missed it? That's the one crumb I can get behind. 1987. A spaceship lands in the car park of a supermarket and suddenly the world is faced, not with a terrifying pandemic a virus, but instead a horrifically disfigured chip-stealing alien. Willing to steal your chips, meaning that no chips will ever be safe again. That's right, the birth of the Gobbledock. <laughs> this is a Gobbledock. He warned. Gobbledocks love Smiths. Especially the new packs with a special seal of freshness that keeps Smiths even fresher and tastier. <laughs> Very dark is that some, day. Is that's a weird local Brisbane ad. Have you not seen a Gobbledock before? <laughs> I don't know, the Gobbledock. Are you kidding me? You don't remember the Gobbledock? Oh, Australian <laughs> hero, mate. Up there with, uh, <laughs> honestly, Ranger Stacy and Agro. Um, <laughs> I just realised Ranger Stacy's the only real person out of that list that I just gave you. <laughs> Poor Ranger Stacy, friend of the show. Um, uh, another dark day in, um, in chip history, 2009 where a gigantic sperm whale gets beached on the coast of New Zealand, uh, gets offered a chip from a passing seagull. The results go viral. You want a chip, bro? As in a chop? Yeah, chip. A potato chop. This one, chip, a chip. I would do, bro, but I don't eat chips. Well, that's shit. No, I only eat plankton. Plankton? Can't chew, bro. Try chip brew. No, I will. I can't chew. Just try chip brew. You don't understand. I might look, bug, but I can't chew brew. I only have plankton. <laughs> That's pretty deceptive. Oh, no. It's very misleading. <laughs> very dark day. Imagine trying to eat a chip and it gets stuck in your baleen. Oh, I it mean, doesn't get much worse be... than that. Especially when you've only got a handful of them from the Adelaide Oval. Although, if you do spew, then you can come up with ambergris, which is whale vomit, and it's very expensive. <laughs> Why do you Eating know perfume. that? <laughs> um, <laughs> Look it up. People find ambergris on the beach every now and again. It's like worth the, 60 grand or something. The, the final dark day in chip history, Alex Dyson, you know this one. Uh-oh. It's a dark oh, day. Don't, when don't <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> it's a dark don't day. Don't you tell me. When your boy Disco and Tepid Heat, a.k.a. Matt and Alex, right, in the bloody fancy section of the of the cinemas in the gold class, kicking yep. back to watch a preview. 
You know why it's called Gold Class? Golden brown <laughs> chippies, that's why. Ordered some chips from the candy bar. Oh, yeah, deliver them up to seat, you know, 2B or whatever. We're in our recliners. We've got the ice-cold drinks ready, waiting waiting to put our hand up when the lady comes in to serve the chips. Who intercepts the chips before they get to us? Who puts his hand up and says, oh, those are my chips? Who does it? Who does it? Miss- you tell me who does it, Alex Dyson. You call that, that, that punk out right now. Mr. Crumb himself... Richard the Big Dick Wilkins jumping in front of our chips like a secret service agent in front of the president and not even eating them all. He, he just he ate the half of them the and back. left them. Give, him back, give us back our chips, Dickie. You owe us a, a little Never fisherman's forget. basket, mate. Never forget. Truly a dark day in chip history. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Three things, Alex Dyson, uh, that are on my mind. Okay, thing number one, we just spoke about chips. I forgot to mention uh, <laughs> that a couple of years ago, a Harvard academic nutritionist, Professor Eric Rim, said... <laughs> Does he know Mr. Crumb? <laughs> no, right? He reckons only six chips are serving. Talk about what? talk about Hot abs- potato chips. <laughs> yeah, talk Are about you kidding me? Absolute clown of the year. Six <laughs> chips. Who is this joker? Has he ever eaten chips? You can't, mate. You eat six chips on the I way would, back to your seat. Wait, is he talking about when you're sitting across the table from someone who has <laughs> chips and it's only six before it becomes impolite? It's like if you look at the back of a packet of cashews, it says the serving oh, size yeah. is six, and you're like, yeah, righto, yeah. six handfuls at least. They're absolute maniacs, these people. <laughs> Whoever, can we talk to someone who makes these serving size suggestions? Because these people have bloody rocks in their head. <laughs> Anyway. A barbecue chicken, eight servings. Oh, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. You never had a quarter of a chicken before? Does a chicken have eight quarters now, does it? You plonk. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay, thing number two that's getting me annoyed. Bloody idiots who jump in the lift with you at the moment. Oh, I had a oh, small lift. There was two of us. Two of us already in the lift. I was already feeling comfortable. Some drongo walks past. Oh, can I jump in too? Doesn't even check, doesn't think about it, just jumps in. No. I mean, now and you don't want to, the buddy. problem is you don't want to touch the door close button and so you can't oh. close it on them quickly. I don't want to breathe. I'm just standing there still like a statue in case any movement happens to capture some particle that this person's breathed out. And Anyways. to think the, the, in the past the worst thing you could think about in a lift with someone farting in there. Now, at least oh. of our worries now. You want, it, you want the breath coming out of that end now. Oh. I'll do a human centipede in the lift if it means that I don't get any throat particles. Jeez. Um, so the, the third thing, is, you know, we, we have a rundown sheet. People don't realise this, but, um, but you know, we, we actually try to plan this show. <laughs> and um, the, the, thing, the thing that's in this segment now is uh, it just has Matt's So we'll talk surprise. about serving suggestions after the chips. Yeah, just make sure <laughs> so these are all in order. <laughs> it says Matt's surprise, and um, this is the surprise, Alex Dyson. You have been unprivy to any of these uh, conversations. So well, this is the surprise. This is the second surprise this It's a week. Matt and Alex ambush. It's a Matt and Alex ambush. Boop, boop, boop. Matt b- ambush. <laughs> Producer Bron, please. You, you're being taken hostage, Alex. Bron, get on the mic. Get on the mic. I'm here. 
<gasps> okay, we, we need to talk about Bachelor in Paradise. All right, I've been watching. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I've been no. watching. <laughs> Dyson, you shut up, okay? I have been. I I've not wanted to watch. I have not. I have not planned on watching. But we had a bit of a catch up session on the weekend because I I was I was very tired and I just happened to be on the couch and my partner Bell was was catching up on some episodes and. I happened to hear what was going on, and yes, the TV happened to be my line of sight, and I've got some opinions now, Bron. Talk this to me. This is what unprecedented. No, no, This is no. unprecedented. Because in the turn past... Turn your mic off. Get his mic off. Someone turn his mic off. <laughs> no. Don't. Oi. Bron. Yeah. Okay, for starters, I don't want to talk too much about last night. People are still catching up. I know my partner would be furious if I talked about it because she watches it. Anyways, so... Clarify what happened with Kieran, please, by the way, when he, when... No, I'm ambushing it back. <laughs> I'm ambushing it back. No, because no, no. You're this abusing, you like it, Alex. You're abusing the co-host surprise rules, okay? I'll give you an example of a valid surprise. You got me a vagina-smelling candle. Fine, okay? I don't mind not knowing about that. But... To, to ambush talk back topics. No, okay. I'm never going to let let surprises happen again. Can we talk again. about Naranga? Why is he not in this? Sh- why? Where is? Why is he getting completely getting brushed? I'm I'm furious at that because he's one of the people that I really want to see on the show. Everyone else is oh boring except for Tim. I know. Tim has kind of been on and off, annoying, sometimes good, sometimes annoying. Kieran, he's brought a bit of drama, but like. <laughs> No, I Kieran, know who Kieran, brought, does. Kieran brought no heaps of drama, but I don't understand. I don't understand why why he got he left the show, Kieran, the other day because of I don't understand what the big secret was. He cheated twice or something. So everyone knew that he cheated on his partner, yeah. but but on his season with Angie Kent, the latest yeah. Bachelorette, yeah. he left because sadly his grandmother died. Oh, okay. Well, that's oh. not good. But but what was revealed a couple days podcast? ago. <laughs> Bron and Matt in paradise, please. Shh, shh, shh. Go on. What happened a couple of days ago, oh. it was revealed that he actually, he did leave because his grandma died. She did die. Mm. But um, he also left because he wanted to catch up with Renee, his ex-girlfriend. She picked him up from the airport. Oh. And everyone was so sad that he left. Angie was devo that he left. Well, he's he's been probably that the most a, interesting character. A, I don't know in all who this, this. Mm-hmm. who this character is, <laughs> but going, my nana's died, and then getting your ex to pick you up from the airport. I don't know. I don't like it. I tell you, who's boring as well, Glenn. I don't. Nothing's happening with that guy. I'm not. I'm not catching anything with he's him. He's hot though. Well, can we talk about the new? <laughs> <laughs> and what about the new Bachelor 2020? What are we thinking about Lockie? I like Lockie. Oh. Well, I do watch Survivor as well, oh, so Lockie's a good. How sweet the I, I mean, I'm I'm a, at this stage. I'm slightly underwhelmed. I, I mean, I don't want to have a go at him. I believe he's extremely good looking. Like what do you think about Cass breaking girl code? So I once was lost, and now, all right. I'm okay, cha- let's talk about I'm changing this. the buttons. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm in lockdown. Well, I'm not sick, but I'm oh, all day breakfast. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. 
Very excited right now, Matt O'Kine, to chat to a gentleman who has released hit after hit over the years. Here's a little taste. It's like a And his new song, Loose Ends, features G Flip, and it has been quoted as being good to groove to by none other than his mother. Uh, it's <laughs> Illy. G'day, Illy. <laughs> What's up, boys? How are you? Oh, how are you? I mean, I saw on Instagram as well, you moved into a new place. You had a bit of a, uh, a white goods mix-up, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, it's a new thing for me, buying white goods and appliances, and I miscalculated the uh, measurements of the fridge by about half. So, about two fridges worth. <laughs> yeah, I could fit an extra fridge next to it. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've rectified that mistake, but cheers for bringing it back up. Were you looking at the inches side of the uh, tape measure, not the centimetres? I don't know what happened, but I got every measurement wrong by a lot. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, now you've got the big, the big nice uh, stainless steel fridge. You, you, didn't, opt, you didn't opt for the, uh, the plumbing with the, you know, the ice cube maker up the front while Illy's not into the chilled drinks. Because uh, you need to apparently have a, a water thing at the back of, to yeah. do that. Otherwise and it I smells like... I didn't like- know any of this shit, bro. I didn't know any of it. <laughs> but apparently that's what you need because I was about ready to take this one back and get it replaced again, but then thankfully I don't need to do that. And it doesn't work because Illy never releases ice cubes. They're always heaters. And this new one is no exception, <laughs> Al. Uh, it sounds a bit like this. Let the fork in the road change cars. Always be a piece of me. It's yours. So great, man. Segway King, by the way, bro, before we get he into is. the song. Isn't oh. He is. Isn't he the best? He's so hey, good. God, that was seamless. <laughs> Still got it as well. Um, it's brilliant stuff. G Flip, you've uh, got on board for it as well. Tell us, please, how did this collab come about? Um, where did the first idea for the so- song come from? Um, we want to dive deep on it. Yeah. Um, well, like G is, you know, she's one of the best upcoming artists in the country, in my opinion. Um She's from the same part of Melbourne as me. So we have mutual friends. We're from the same area. I'm like a few years older than her, but grew up the same place. And um, yeah, she's just incredible. So I, I'd had this song written sort of this time last year and um, I'd worked on it. And as with a lot of the songs that I write that have features on it, I kind of hold on to it and it's just me um, for a little bit. And then we pitched it to G at the start of this year and she liked it, wanted to get on it and sent her vocals over like late February, just before all the COVID shit happened. And um, yeah, so I had like this period of time where I like, I loved the song from the moment, from the first time we wrote it uh, from the first day, but I kind of got used to it. And then when she sent her vocals back, it was like, takes the song from where it was to way up here. And I was just like falling in love with it all over again, which is really, um, really cool, man. And it's awesome because like seeing her rise, I love seeing young artists coming up and um, really sort of you know, making the most of every opportunity that comes to them. Some artists get too cool for it. She's definitely one that every time she's been in front of, you know, give, been given an opportunity, she's made the most of it and she's super talented. So it's just, um, yeah, it's really cool, man. I'm glad she got on it. 
hearing all the hits that uh, D- Dyson was playing before, I'm constantly reminded by how long you've been a, like a pretty mm. solid player in this game. I heard cigarettes the other day, um, yeah. you know, when I was looking at the pond with my daughter and it's 11 years old. I couldn't believe no. that, that it's been around for that long. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just weird to think that you're a real mainstayer in the, in, like in this, in the Australian it music scene. Yeah. And what it's what is what does life look like, uh, uh, like for Illy in the future? Like, are we going to be talking to you when it's album number fifteen and you're <laughs> recording? Like, you're up on stage like Mick Jagger doing like with the Zimmer frame not, or what, man? What's, what 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 do you want to do? I don't know, man. Like, it's it's a funny thing because obviously, like, you lose track of like I, I forget sometimes how like fortunate I am to have had such a long career because most people don't get that. It's not like I've sort of lucked into it. I've worked my ass off consistently to have it. But going forward, man, I just want to keep making music. I feel like I've not made the same album twice ever. And I feel like this next one that's about to come out is sort of a continuation of that. It's a new sort of evolution. And um, yeah, man, I want to do this for as long as I can because I love it. And it's the only thing that I've ever wanted to do since I was a kid and I get to do it. So it'd be kind of an insult to the universe to like just pack up and be like, nah, I'm done with this. Well, it could also be an insult to your law degree if you never uh, jump up and uh, <laughs> There's no chance, bro. have a go. There's no chance. <laughs> Uh, never say never, my friend. Never say never. I can safely say never. <laughs> <laughs> Depends if live music doesn't come back, my friend. You could be forced yeah. to uh, get well, back yeah, in the man. workforce. I mean, that, that's, that's a look. No one wants to see me in a courtroom uh, on either side. Yeah. <laughs> Fair Amazing. Enough. Well, one one more question before you go. I did want to just find out because you said you pushed the boundary. You know, you pushed yourself on this album. How have you pushed yourself lyrically? production-wise, what are you doing? I think it's like it's less of a standard rap album. Um, I've tried to really push the songwriting. I've tried to push my voice as much as I can, more than I have in the past. Um, I think like the topics, it's a little bit more of a mature album than anything I've put out before. And I think a lot of sort of rap albums get put into this thing of rap album. And I, I don't think that this album is like that. I think there's a bit of nuance to it. And um, yeah, I, I just feel like it's a grown, grown up album, which is, which is cool. Because I have put five not grown up albums out. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I was wondering about what hasn't seen the light of day. Like what in, in, in out of, you know, six LPs mm. and 15 or so years in the, in the game, what is the <laughs> one what is the one? Yeah, I know. It makes you sound so old. Yeah, you're hey, exaggerating, but, <laughs> but yeah, cool. Um, but uh, what Back is like it used to one be called thing? Hop. What's one song that sticks out to you? One track that never made it out of there that you just wish the world got to see? Oh, man, there's been a few along the way. On this album, I've written like 90 tracks and there's 14 on the final one. So you kidding? Been- 90 <laughs> tracks. Yeah, I've rewritten the album three times. It's been four years, bro. The, the longest that- between drinks before was two. So I've taken my time and I've got a lot of songs, yeah. 90- so the next album's going to be out by the end of the year. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. oh, you heard it here first. Beautiful stuff. Uh, Illy, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Uh, keep on killing it and we'll yeah, chat to you again soon. Yeah, man, and great seeing you two together again, man. It's been way Woo! too long. Thank I you, bro. It. I love it. Yeah, no, it's been it's good to be back chatting with uh, legends like yourself. So thanks so much for uh, giving us your time. All the best with the new song, Loose Ends, featuring G Flip. It's, uh, it's so great and I'm looking forward to the album dropping very, 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 uh, well, as soon as it can drop. Thanks so much, Al, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you soon, man. Oh, you boys. Thanks, man. You See too. You 90 songs. That's almost a full Hottest 100 full of Illy, I would say, <laughs> yeah, very I'm soon. Exactly. You heard it here first. <laughs> All I need to do is off Flume and then I'm good. Yeah. yeah. The worst well, it'll be, be 100, to, 100 to 10 and then Flume exactly. will have the top 10. Yeah, yeah. if yeah. you didn't get any in the top 10, then it'd be, be a bit of a blow. <laughs> Hilltop Hood's still coming at number three. Of course. Um, right, right. They wouldn't even put a song out and still something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cheers, see you, dude. Later, boys. All right, people, let me show you how to really use the secrecy of radio and podcasting to its intended effect, which is to elicit a genuine reaction from the other person and not to derail a show for your own sordid well, desires. I'm glad you brought that up, Dyson, because thinking back on what I said about the new Bachelor, uh, Lockie, I, I said he was under seemed underwhelming. I think that's unfair. I'm willing to give him more of a go. And also, Glenn... I believe it's the producer's onus to really amplify uh, his presence on the uh, island a bit more. So Matt, uh, I heard a story nice about you and your girlfriend on the weekend. Oh, what? Um, I was catching up with a friend, having oh, a chat God. to a friend. Wait, wait, wait. Now I'm nervous. Is this a good story or a bad story? Oh, I thought you liked secrets, mate. <laughs> what's, the, what's the matter? <laughs> no, well, I'm chatting I mean, to a friend I... named Beck. <laughs> all right. And um, talking about the podcast, you know, all going well, okay, um, love it. We have say this, this is the most enjoyable part of our day for the most part, which is good. Yes. Anyway, and then she said, oh, I remember a story from the first time I met Matt's partner. Um, what? And she, and she went to tell me the story. Now, I think it was a few years ago at the Brisbane Comedy Festival, you happened to be staying um, with Becky Lucas and accidentally – shrunk one of her items in the wash because <laughs> you were doing oh. the washing. You threw her jumper in the wash. Yeah, yeah, no. And it came no. out being a real comically small version of Becky Lucas's jumper. Yeah, right? so. really tiny sweater. <laughs> no, 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 no. What happened was we all went to, oh, no, what happened? We all went to uh, someone's place and they had Becky's jumper there. Right. And so then my partner put on Becky's jumper, and it was tiny. Yeah, a small, small lady, um, tiny jumper. Your partner put it on. It was very, very tight and small, and uh, found it was very funny. And now you needed to give it back to Becky. Yes, yes, Becky Lucas. But you happened to be out at a place, and my friend Beck was there as well, who you know. And you said, "Oh, there's Beck," because she just happened to be there too. Your partner, having not met Beck or Becky before, <laughs> got the two confused. <laughs> and thinking that this Beck that I know um, was Becky Lucas, put on the tiny t- jumper, walked up to her and started doing a dance <laughs> yes. in her jumper <laughs> to be like, oh, wearing your small jumper and shrunk in the wash. Oh, look that. And Beck's just standing there going, 
who the hell is this woman? <laughs> Dancing yes, around in a tiny jumper that is absolutely <laughs> not fitting her. She could barely move her arms because the jumper was so small. Like it, it looked ridiculous. Right, and I had just won. I mean, not to brag, but I just won the Director's <laughs> Choice Award at the Melbourne Comedy Festival for my show, The Other Guy, which you can now watch on stand. So we were in. <laughs> oh, of course, he turned it into a plug. We were in an incredibly good mood, Alex Dyson. Uh, it was disgraceful. We were making out against you know plant indoor plant walls oh, in the no. artist bar. She's wearing Young this love. tiny jumper. We're dancing around, so she's obviously spotted Beck. Gone up to her like, hey, look at me and your tiny, tiny jumper. Wrong back. So-, so what I want to ask ask you is when have you had a an instance of mistaken identity? Okay. Um, let us know. Get in touch with us on the matt.ad.alex Instagram. When has mistaken identity reared its ugly head and you've, I don't know, done a dance to the wrong person? Maybe you've... Uh, Pinched your significant other's buttocks and they've turned around and been a totally other person. I don't mind what it is. I just want to know a case of mistaken identity. So have we spoken already on, on this podcast about my Waleed Ali um, at the train station? Oh, yeah, 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 we did. We did at the start. We oh, did. What? We talked about it earlier. Yeah, what a doozy. In case you missed it, I'll just remind you of when this guy... I got this message on my Instagram, on my Facebook, where the guy, this guy wrote, "Sorry, Mr. O'Kine, met you today at Huntingdale Railway Station, and I had confused you with Walid Ali. I felt I should apologise because you responded by saying I resemble Tony Abbott. I hope you will <laughs> understand that for me, it was not a racial thing, more a celebrity familiarity thing that inevitably will trigger in public. I never and heard the, I, full, the full message." And then I just wrote, lol, I'm not sure if any of this actually happened, but if it did, it definitely was not me that you met. And he replied, oh, great. That means I have now done it twice, lol. (laughs) So if you've got an instance of mistaken identity, please uh, hit us up. You can jump on the Discord as well. We'd love to hear from you. (laughs) And Alex Dyson, that brings us to the end of All Day Breakfast for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Let us know if you have any stories relating to anything we've talked about today, particularly cases of mistaken identity. And a big thanks to Illy as well. Also, your food... I was about to say fetishes. Keep them to yourself. Uh, keep your opinions on The Bachelor in Paradise to yourself. But any food rituals you have, funny ways of eating food, not involving other people and their nudity, please, Alex. We would love to hear from you. Looking forward to tomorrow's show. We're going to be chatting to Delta Goodrum, one of Australia's most revered, famous, well-known, well-loved uh, musicians. Do you reckon she'd appreciate if I played uh, Predictable on the piano for her? Because I learnt that in high school when her oh my God. album was massive. Do you reckon she'd appreciate if I did that for her? Well, you've just locked in segment one of tomorrow's show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've enjoyed your day and I uh, will catch you tomorrow. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.